You may think that you're being helpful with coming up with an idea or strategy or something to implement for a company, but at the end of the day, what if it's really hurting you and hurting your sales? What do you do about it? And how does it go sideways? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios. It is warm outside. <laughs> My favorite, favorite weather of all times because nobody ever wakes up on a, on a zero degree day and says, let's barbecue. Well, maybe they do, but you know, when it's nice and warm outside, it's like, hey, let's go to the lake. Let's go to the river. Let's get together and barbecue. Let's hang out by the pool. I love warm weather. And today's topic is one that I've wanted to share with you for a while. And it's some insights that I've seen over time of being in sales and talking with friends and and just general conversations. And this comes up, I don't know, probably every three months. And these these concepts and these ideas are really meant to make you think. So, you know, this is one of the things where you're really going to have to decide for yourself of what you want to do. And and what I want to talk to you about today is distractions. We're all we're all faced with distractions. And I got to tell you, sometimes uh, creating episodes of the How to Sell show can be a distraction if I don't schedule them. So part of this is about your scheduling as well. And what happens is you can lose focus on sales from trying to be helpful. And that may sound weird, but let, let me explain through this podcast episode of, of what I mean by that in this episode of the How to Sell show. And I, I do want to give you a a topic to think about as well is like, I'm not saying don't help out and don't lend a helping hand. You just need to go where help goes wrong. And sometimes the idea of staying in your lane is more beneficial than not. And here, here, let me give you a couple examples. Let's say you work for a company and you see an inefficiency and, and you go to the company and you say, Hey, look, I see this inefficiency and I have an idea for fixing it. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. You know, fantastic. You're being a good employee. Okay. Um, you, you're working at an organization and you see some marketing that could be fixed and you know, it directly benefits you because if the marketing's better, you're going to get more leads. So you say, Hey, I got some ideas for marketing. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. Well, there becomes a point where the companies ask you for more. They, they want more marketing ideas. They want more idea sessions. It could be that you're, you're good at sales and they've asked you to work with some salespeople. Hey, can you work with the salespeople? Just think of any distraction that you could have in your industry or your service. And the reason I bring this up is you're going to have to say no to protect your time, your energy, and effort. And sometimes you have to say no to protect your political capital as well. Because let's face it, pretty much every industry, they're scumbags. And in and, and a lot of companies, there's people that really don't care about you. They care about their political future inside of an organization. And at one point, I worked for a company. And I was pitted between two managers and they kept coming to me with off the record conversations. Both of them did. And I was young. I was naive. I'm raising my hand and saying I completely screwed up and I got played. I got played by both of them. And so uh, anytime that people come to me with an off the record conversation, I'm like, "Mm, 
there's usually not a good reason for an off the record conversation. Like when somebody has to point out a conversation is off the record, I start going, okay, what kind of motive is here? What kind of game is being played? And not all the time is there. Sometimes people are just confiding in you and they're like, hey, I'm frustrated. I'm upset. I'm angry. But even then, the sneaky, sneaky people are playing you. I also want you to know that people who don't sell and get paid by the hour don't understand closing deals. And they will chew through your time with endless meetings with no outcome. They've got no problem with that. Hey, you're a sales guy or a sales girl. You make plenty of money. You know, you do things that are awesome. But, you know, I I get paid by the hour. I'm going to sit here and I'll go through endless meetings all day long. And oh, by the way, if you get me to sit through an endless meeting after hours and I'm not on management, I get paid overtime. So the great news is, is I get to fluff up the numbers and I get some overtime. So the thing for you to take a look at is what is the outcome that you want? Are you trying to get to an outcome or is this going to turn into just busy work? Because they're, they're eating up your time does not necessarily hurt them unless somehow you have a metric or a KPI that's tied to them or some sort of an outcome that's tied to them. They don't care. They'll eat up tons of your time. They will eat up tons of meeting space. If you look at most management teams, a lot of them are ineffective because all they do is bounce from meeting to meeting to meeting and they never get anything done. It's just, it's busy work. It's meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. And, you know, there's nobody holding up a flag saying, knock this off. So they're used to it. So they, they, they look around, they're like, this is normal for me. And you're like, I'm, I'm not out closing a deal. I'm not making money. They're like, ah, don't worry about it. They're not always worried about your outcome. And this isn't everybody. This is just some people. You can create this problem by how you share the information. You know, uh, an off-the-books conversation is the same thing as an off-the-books project. So sometimes people will come to you and say, hey, I like your idea. Let's let's do this off the record and get it done. Okay, well, you got to make a decision. What's going to happen? Is it going to be cool if you launch this thing? Is the person who you're working with there to get their, their foot in the door and something else? Like, there are some questions that you do have to ask. And I'm not saying you don't have to put in the work and you don't have to put in the effort and it's a bad idea to to do something like this, but it's a good idea to think about the outcome. It's a good idea to think about what's going to happen if I do this. What kind of time is this going to chew up for me? How many leads am I going to miss? And so sometimes I have seen friends, family members, and even me do some help with an off the books project and then get no like credit for the work and the effort and somebody walks away with it. So your idea is good and it's sales, marketing, positioning. The company likes the idea. Another manager is going to hate the idea because you're stepping on their toes. This has happened to me as well. There was a time where somebody came to me and said, hey, Scott, I need you to do this project. And oh, by the way, can you have it done by tomorrow? And I didn't realize that there was a game being played. I didn't realize that there was some behind the game, behind the scenes shenanigans that were going on. And the reason that it needed to be done tomorrow was to prove a point against another manager. And I don't really like to think in terms of motives, but when you are dealing with people, you got to know who you're dealing with. And the type of person that I was dealing with had complete motives. That That's the type of stuff that they did. So if, if you deal with somebody and... I'm trying to think of a really good word that allows me to keep my uh, non-explicit level on, on all my iPod episodes. That if you're dealing with somebody who's shady, 
Like you got to be aware that some funky stuff is going to happen. And sometimes by you stepping on the toes, now you've created an enemy that you didn't even know. Like, wait a minute, time out. So sometimes it comes down to asking questions. Who's involved? Who's engaged? Who's not involved? And sometimes five or 10 minutes, an hour of extra questions combined. Like I'm not saying all at one time, I'm just saying the aggregate of all those questions combined could save you a lot of grief. And when you take a look at your time, you know, you get paid for closing deals. You get paid for closing sales. That's your greatest skill. And part of that comes down to focus. And the next thing you know, you're in committee meetings, you're training salespeople, you're in marketing meetings, and the meetings are endless. Well, the thing to remember is when you have specialized knowledge, that's something they would have to pay an outside consultant for. So you're, you, you, you have to look at it as like, do I'm going to do this for free or am I going to get paid? Am I going to do it for free or am I going to get paid? And you do have to stand up for yourself and say, hey, time out. You know that you would have to pay an outside consultant for this information. I want to be compensated for my time because if I'm not out selling closing deals, it goes against me. It goes against me in my rankings. So if I'm held to a quota and I miss my quota because I'm helping you, are you going to be okay with me missing my quota? You, you, you do have to ask these questions. And the other thing to think about is at some point you're doing outside consulting for free. You are. So you may need to come up with a, a compensation plan for showing for the work that you've done, for the side projects, for the lost revenue, and, and you're placing in the stats. And I'm at the point of my life and my career that if I was working inside of an organization and people were making me promises, I would want some sort of documentation. Yeah, I, I would want some sort of text message, preferably email, and just saying, hey, here's the agreement. Because... Somebody will say, well, we talked about that three months ago, and that's not exactly how I remembered it. So even if you just shoot an email off and say, here's my meetings from the notes or my notes and, and my records from the meeting, if you see anything that's inaccurate, can you please respond? You know, that's a, that's a good way for you to get some information. And I'm not an attorney, so I'm not giving you legal advice. Simmer down. Simmer down over there. So like when you're, when you're talking about this, it's a negotiation. There's nothing wrong for you asking for compensation at market rates or more. There's going to be things that you understand far better than any consultant ever would. Like a consultant, some some consultants are really good. A lot of consultants just suck. It's just, it's the way it is. Like sometimes when you're like, you come your, your ownership group, your management team comes from a meeting and they make a bunch of changes and you're like, well, what are these changes? Like the, Like they don't even make sense. A lot of times they come from consultants. So like you could explain, hey, look, I don't have to worry about getting somebody up to speed. I'm, I'm in the trenches. So you would probably pay a consultant, I don't know, 750 bucks an hour, 10 grand, 15 grand for this. I want 20. And they're going to push back and say, why would we pay you 20? You're an employee. I'm like, because I have specialized knowledge. Now, once again, this is a decision you have to make. I'm not saying that this is, this is the only answer, but I am saying that there's a point that salespeople are naive and they think that they're helping, but they're really at the end of the day helping somebody else. So, you have to decide on the outcome that you want. And with that being said, you have to add a drop dead date. When I say the term drop dead date, that means that you have met parameters, you have met time, you have met effort, you have met income. There's something that triggers you saying I'm either staying in or I'm going to get out of this project because it doesn't make sense for me to stick in here. When you think about why a lot of sales processes are long, it's so that buyers say like, I've sunk all this time, energy and effort, and I might as well just buy. Well, that goes against you 
when you come up with ideas for companies that sometimes you're like, well, I've put this much time and effort and energy into it. Maybe I should just keep going. Well, if you have a drop dead date, like if nothing's happening and nothing's moving, close out the project. It's, it's just, it's not, it's not for me anymore. And if they re-engage, it's up to you whether, what direction you take it. Hey, I'm more than willing to re-engage in this conversation, but now we need to talk about compensation. Or now we need to talk about revenue share. Or now we need to talk about, you know, bonuses based upon whatever comes from, from the work. You got to recognize the value of your time and your skill and your knowledge. So I look at what it took for me to gain the knowledge and the capability that I have and all the books that I had to read and the amount of money that I paid for my own training, the amount of travel, the amount of classes and the amount of effort. And sometimes people will call and say, hey, I want to hire you. And I say, this is my fee based upon a four hour block. And they're like, well, I don't want to buy four hours. It's like the only way that I work. If you want my time, it's four hours of my time. And sometimes people will say, well, I don't know if that's worth it. And I'll just go, well, then we're probably not going to work out because of all the time, energy, and effort that I've spent working and learning for what I do, realize and recognize that this is what it takes. And so when I say you have to be willing to walk for a drop dead date, you also have to be willing to walk if you're not going to be compensated. It's one of these decisions. Sometimes your knowledge and your skills are going to lead you to get more leads and to get more sales. And you might not ever make any money from it, but you'll make more money off the deals that you make. Okay, cool. All I'm saying is you have to figure out your compensation plan. Are you going to just be good with saying, hey, I came up with an idea and I'm not going to ever get credit for it? That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's all on you. Are you saying, hey, I want a percentage of the earn? That's cool. Are you saying you want a flat fee? There's nothing wrong with any of these decisions. These are all personal decisions at your point. Do you like Coke? Do you like Pepsi? Do you like Dr. Pepper? You know, think about like everybody's got a different motive for what they want. And if you're perfectly fine and cool with not getting anything, hey, no harm, no foul. But if you're like, hey, Scott, I feel like I'm being abused in my relationship, like then we really need to have this conversation. We really need to talk. And this is the thing that you need to, to listen at. And where all this become, this goes wrong is where you become aggressive and overbearing and worried. All you do is worry about the money because what's going to happen is going to take your focus off of the deal. So you have multiple reasons why you could lose your focus. One, you get pulled into meetings, you get pulled into tasks. Two, you get caught up in the emotions of the money and you know the maybe the fame that goes involved with it. And three, you can go sideways by having political issues by not realizing that there's other players out there that their toes get smashed. And I don't know, every management team that I've ever been a part of always has somebody whose feelings get hurt over just the most ridiculous stuff. It's just, it's part of life. You just learn how to live with it. Where it goes right is you recognize the value of your time and your money and how many deals you could be closing. You recognize that sometimes you don't always get paid for what you do. Sometimes people see it and they're like, hey, you really got some skills and some knowledge. Where you win is when you recognize when you're being naive, when you go, oh, wait a minute, maybe I should be getting compensated for my time or wait a minute, you know, I'm being taken advantage of here. And a lot of times what this comes down to is conversations and setting expectations. So anytime that somebody says, Hey Scott, I want you to be involved in a project. I start asking, okay, what's the outcome? What's the time scope for this project? What do you need from me? How do you want this done? What are deliverables? What is success? What is failure? And I will let you in on something. If some of those, if a good majority of those questions can't be answered, Typically, it's not a project I want to be involved with because it hasn't been thought out. It hasn't been figured out. It's just like, here, you go run with it. You go do it. You go deal with it. And that can chew up a lot of your sales time. And then one last note here. 
your recognitions or recommendations, your recommendations may never end up with your name on them. So if you're waiting to get a big giant trophy, it may not happen. And they may be ripped off and you find out Bob from accounting says, hey, this was my idea. Or Sharon from HR goes, oh, this was what I thought of. Or Steve from sales has a new plan and proposal. And you're like, well, wait a minute. That's my plan and proposal. This is why it may be a good idea when possible, when legal, once again, not an attorney, to pass off information in an email and blind CC yourself. You know, just to show a path of what you've done. But what you do need to be aware of is at the end of the day, you can lose sales with side projects. And remember, managers and people who are paid by the hour don't understand that salespeople, if they don't, if they don't close deals, they don't eat. And so you do have to be aware of the monetary aspect, the time aspect, the political aspect, and then who is really the most beneficial person that's going to gain from whatever you bring up. And in really big organizations, it's not uncommon for somebody to go, hey, let's have a meeting about this. And then one meeting turns into two meetings and two meetings turn into three meetings. And then it goes to committee and then they want you to be on the committee. If something can't be solved quickly, you got to start asking yourself, why? Why is it not being solved? Am I a pawn? Am I being played? You know, is, is something else going on behind the scenes? And if it's a really good idea and it's very beneficial and the time keeps dragging on more and more and more, you got to ask why. So if you want to lose sales, get a whole bunch of side projects going. You want to lose sales, stop paying attention to your deals. But when you do take a look at what's going on and how, how you can work with people, there's nothing wrong with sharing ideas, concepts, ways to get better, but be aware that there is a downside for it. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.